a few days ago I was driving and in the car I was listening to an audio Bible that I have. So I've, every now and then if I'm going on a long trip, I have a, a audio version of different translations of the Bible that I listen to. And it's really helpful because the Bible actually throughout most of human history, more people heard scripture rather than read scripture uh, all the way up until, you know, the printing press. Practically the way people uh, learn their Bible is through hearing rather than reading. And so if you don't ever listen to the Bible on audio, you're missing out because many of the book, most of the books were meant to be heard rather than read. But one of the frustrating things for me, for a Bible teacher, is that when I listen to audio Bibles, even good, high quality, expensive, well done, studio produced audio Bibles, when I listen to them, the readers always butcher the pronunciation of the Old Testament names. And it's, it's not a big deal if you don't, you know, most people probably are sitting listening and just kind of fast forward through or zone out through lists of names or places or anything anyway. But for, for when you're reading the text, especially if you know uh, Biblical Hebrew, hearing just the way the Old Testament names are pronounced, it's like there's no standardization across the board and so people don't know is it is it Haggai or Haggai you know it, how do you pronounce um, names with all of the vowels in them uh, how, it just it gets really confusing and Hebrew is already such a different language than English anyway the words aren't related in English is not a cognate or a derivative language of Hebrew so a lot of times uh, readers, especially like in Bible studies, they'll read, if, if it's your turn to read out loud, if you're in a small group that does uh, Bible reading, and you come to a, a passage that's got these weird looking names in it, and you kind of start sweating, and oh my gosh, I'm going to sound like an idiot, I don't know how to pronounce these names. Well, one is relax, most people don't. Two, even, even the really good, high quality audio Bibles completely get it wrong all the time, so you're in good company. But three, it, there's a few rules that if you just keep these in mind, uh, it's really not that hard to pronounce and understand the Old Testament names and places and those words that just seem really weird. So I'm going to go over a few rules that will help you in your own reading. And if you, if you keep these in mind, you should be good to go. The first thing is, let's talk about vowels. In Hebrew, so in English, vowels, A-E-I-O-U and sometimes why. But for our sakes, A-E-I-O-U, if you, in your text, if you're reading along in the Bible and you come to an A, an E, or an I, they are never, almost never, and I'll say, when I say never or always, there may be exceptions to these, but these are general rules. A, E, and I are never pronounced as long vowels. In other words, A is never pronounced A. It's pronounced either as a or ah. So, so think of when you read an A in the Hebrew Bible, think of English words like bat, like the A in bat or cat, the a sound, the A in father, right? The long A sound, ah, but not the A in ace uh, or the A in pay or any. When you see an A, don't ever pronounce it as a. It's either a or ah. Sometimes it's a shortened A like a. Uh, like in the word above or amuse, but usually it's either a or ah. So when you see an a, just think bat, father, you'll be good to go. When you see an e, it's never pronounced e, long e, like eel or see. It's never pronounced that way. Um, e's in the Bible are always pronounced as e's as either like the e in pet 
or bet, that e eh sound, or a long e like the word they, T-H-E-Y, they, so that a sound. Again, sometimes e's are pronounced as a short e, like, in, like when, we, when we say the word the, not the, but the, that, that short e, the. So when you see an a, think bat, father, or above. When you see an e, think um, pet, or they, that e, eh or a. And last one is when you see an I. I's are never pronounced as a long I. They're never pronounced like ice. Um, they're pronounced short I, like I, like in the word hit, or bit, or pit, bitter, um, rid. That, that short I, that I sound. Sometimes there'll be a long I, like, but it's not like a long I, like I. It's like E, like the I in the word machine. Right? Machine. That's a long I. E. So when you see an I, pronounce it either as I, like pig, or E, like machine. Now, for O and U, the two vowels, it's, it's the opposite. Those are almost always pronounced as long vowels. So when you see an O, it's almost always O, like rope. Uh, sometimes it's pronounced ah, like a short O, like in, like in our word not. Uh, but usually it's an O, it's a long O. And the same with U. U is almost always U, the long U sound, like ruler. Um, so that's just for vowels. That helps you, you know, A-I-O-U. Don't pronounce the first three as long and pronounce the second two as long. That'll help you in your pronunciation. We'll look at some examples in a minute. The, let's talk about some consonants here, um, consonant clusters. When you see a PH, right, just like in English, PH is always the same as F, all right? So PH equals F. There's some letters, because of how Hebrew works, Hebrew has letters that English doesn't and vice versa. And some letters in Hebrew are really similar to the point where they're pronounced pretty much the same way when you read them in English. So if you see a C, it's, all, it's never a long C uh, like in Cecilia. It's always a K sound, a hard C, like cat. And underneath that C is usually the Hebrew letter that is either a K or a Q. So C, uh, K, and Q are pretty much, it's, it's, you pronounce them the same, that K sound. Uh, and, and sometimes you'll see a CH or a KH. That is always pronounced the same, either K or if you want to put a little guttural in it, sometimes it's H. But when in doubt, just C, C, H, K, K, H, or Q, they're all pronounced the same, just that K sound as a K. Uh, T, S, sometimes you'll see a T, S together in a biblical name or a place, and that's sometimes, depending on the translations, you read another translation, and it's spelled with a Z. Uh, and it, you know, So T, S, and Z, those two letters in Hebrew, Tzadeh and Zion, are really similar, and so there's a little bit of, of go-between. And then the last thing about uh, these these vowel consonant things, there's there's in, when you there's three words or three endings that words can have that always need to be stressed, put the accent on. So the ending I M, that's a plural ending. Im, like when we make a word plural, we put an S on the end. In Hebrew, if it's a masculine, you put im on the end of a word. So it's not M, it's always im. And that's, that's usually, it's a plural word. Same thing with oath, O-T-H. Uh, that's a feminine plural ending. So when you see oath, 
on the end of a name or end of a place. The word, it's, it's a plural word. And there's one more. Hebrew has what's called a dual ending when there's two of something. And it's uh, I am, A-I-M, I-M, I-M. And that's used for things that come in pairs, like your eyes. Uh, for instance, two eyes is an I am. So that will help you when you see those, just pronounce those words, uh, pronounce those endings and put the stress on it. When you see a word and there's two consonants back to back, like Habakkuk, there's two K's right there in the middle, uh, two consonants together, just pronounce it as if there's one. Just pronounce it as if there's one. So when you see Haggai, all right, H-A-G-G-A-I, Haggai is pronounced Haggai. Just pretend there's one G there. Um, or the word Sukkoth, uh, S-U, and then some translations say C-C-O-T-H, some say uh, S-U-K-K-O-T-H, same thing. But the two consonants together, it's the same, just pronounce it as one. When you see two vowels together, it's the opposite. Pronounce all of the vowels. So when you see there's there's a, a word we'll see when we look at this section in a minute, but um, but uh, hata ava, all right, there's a place name, and, and and it's pronounced hata. So pronounce the two consonants together, hata. Put a little break there, and then ava, hata ava. Mm -hmm. The same thing with there's a city in Israel in the Old Testament, uh, ai, and it's I, you pronounce them both, I, but you do it fast so it comes out to I, I, all right, not A-I or anything, it's just I, the city of I. Uh, same thing with Sinai, the, the word Sinai. Now, in English, because English has come down to us, the words have gone from Hebrew through the Greek translation of the Old Testament, and they became Latinized and then Anglicized. So a lot of these Hebrew names and places that we read in our Bibles have been translated rather than transliterated. In other words, the names that we're reading aren't what they sounded like, even if we pronounce them according to these rules, because the names have been Anglicized. And they're so common that it's just it, it's become accepted in English readings that you'll pronounce them wrong. Uh, words like Sinai, the I in Sinai is not a long I. It, it, it's uh, Sine or Sinai is how you'd say it. Sinai, but Sinai is is a modern term because it's come down to us through Judeo-Christian culture. Um, the prophets' names, you know, prophets have fun names like Jeremiah, Nehemiah, Moses, Ezekiel. Their names were not originally pronounced like that. You know, Ezekiel was uh, Yehezekiel. You know, it, it's just that came into English through the Greek Septuagint as Ezekiel. But he wouldn't have recognized you if you called him Ezekiel. However, because it's such a widespread, it's become a modern English name. So we just use the translation. Same thing with Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah's name was uh, Yermiahu. Yermiahu. But... Jeremiah has become the English equivalent. Joshua, uh, you know, his name was Yehoshua, but Y's in Hebrew became J in English. So every time you see a J, originally in the Hebrew, that was a Y. Um, and there are other examples, you know, some Hebrew names, um, you know, Samuel, Samuel's name in Hebrew is Shmuel. But we don't, you know, Samuel is, is an English name for all intents and purposes. Same thing with Solomon. Solomon's name is Shlomo. In the Hebrew, Shlomo. So, but Solomon came down to us through the Greco-Roman and then the English uh, Latinized versions.
So we just pronounce it that way. Um, so anyway, and then some of the names are flat out translations, like they don't even try to sound close to it. Uh, Cyrus, King Cyrus, that's a, that's a foreign uh, Persian word, Persian ruler. In the Hebrew text, he, his name was Koresh. And, and, but Cyrus is how he's known to us through English. And the same thing with King Xerxes, like if you remember 300, uh, the big weird creepy guy, and well, that's King Xerxes. In the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, uh, the, the Hebrew text, his name is Ahashuerosh. But we know that that Hebrew word Ahashuerosh is the same person that the, um, that the Persians were calling Xerxes. So we just use the word Xerxes. So there, there's some leeway in some biblical names, but with the main rules, there's main rules up front. It's important to remember, pronounce all the words, pronounce the A, E, and I, pronounce them short. O and U, pronounce those long. Remember the consonant clusters. Put the stress on the endings if it's em or oath or I am. And other than that, I mean, you should be, you know, some may take some practice. So let's look, Numbers 33. Numbers 33 is what I was listening to in the car the other day, and it was the, it was the CEB audio version, actually. It was this, it had just come out recently. Top-notch scholars, it's actually a good mainline uh, version. It's like the New Living Translation. Not a bad translation by any means, but whoever did the audio, they just destroyed the names. And, you know, you think of, they're going to spend all this money. They could have gotten someone to come in and say, eh, let's, let's reread that chapter because you pretty much butchered all of those name attempts. But it was Numbers 33, and as I was reading it, so this is how it would read. Uh, as you listen, uh, I'll, I'll put the verses, the words up, and so you can see how they're pronounced. But I'm going to start around, mm, I'll start just in verse 3. It says, the Israelites set out from Ramesses, See that? In, that's an English word is Ramses. So if you say Ramses there, it's not technically correct, but it's, an, it's, an, it's become an English word, so you just say Ramses, and that's fine. Uh, they set out from Ramses on the 15th day of the first month, the day after the Passover. They marched out boldly in full view of the Egyptians who were burying all their firstborn whom the Lord had struck down among them, for the Lord had brought judgment on their gods. Now here's Israel's itinerary. Listen to these place names. The Israelites left Ramses and they camped at Sukkoth. They left Sukkoth and camped at Etham, or Etham, if it's become Englishized, but it's Etham, on the edge of the desert. They left Etham, turned back to Pi-Hahiroth. It's not Pi-Hahiroth, or Hahiroth, or however they were saying it all the word, Pi-Hahiroth. To the east, Baal-Zaphon. Now, Baal is an, also a word that's so common because it's used so much in the Old Testament that we say Baal, uh, and, and that's fine. If you say Baal's a fine, that's, that's an acceptable pronunciation, but the word is Baal. You say both vowels. To the east of Baal's a fine, and camped near Migdol. They left Pihiroth and passed through the sea into the desert, and when they had traveled three days in the desert of Etham, they camped at Mara. They left Mara and went to Elim, where there were twelve springs and seventy palm trees, and they camped there. They left Elim, and they came by the Red Sea. They left the Red Sea and camped in the desert of Sin. The desert of Sin, S-I, long I-N. They left the desert of Sin, and they camped at Dovka. There's the P-H sound, like an F, Dovka. They left Dovka, and they camped at Elush. They left Elush, and they camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. They left Rephidim, and they camped in the desert of, and here's the English word we're so familiar with, Sinai. 
but it's really Sinai. They left the desert of Sinai and they camped at Kibroth Hata'ava. They left Kibroth Hata'ava and camped at Hazaroth. They left Hazaroth and camped at Rithma. They left Rithma and camped at Ramon Perez. They left Ramon Perez and camped at Libna. They left Libna and camped at Rissa. They left Rissa and camped at Kehelatha. See how you pronounce everything there? Kehelatha. They left Kehelatha and camped at Mount Shefer. They left Mount Shefer and camped at Harada. They left Harada and camped at Machheloth. You just read it slowly, pronounce everything there. Machheloth. They left Machheloth and they camped at Tahath. They left Tahath and they camped at Terah. They left Terah and they camped at Mithka. They left Mithka and they camped at Hashmonah. They left Hashmonah and camped at Moseroth. Pronounce it there, Moseroth. They left Moseroth and they camped at Bnei Ja'akan. They left Bnei Ja'akan and camped at Hor Hagid Gad. You pronounce every consonant there. Hagid Gad. They left Hor Hagid Gad and camped at Jat Batha. Jat Batha. They left Jat Batha and camped at Abrona. They left Abrona and camped at Ezion Geber. They left Ezion Geber and camped at Kadesh in the desert of Zin. They left Kadesh and they camped at Mount Hor on the border of Edom. It's Edom, but Edom is again one of those common names. At the Lord's command, Aaron, we know him as Aaron, the priest, went up on Mount Hor where he died. First day of the fifth month of the 40th year after the Israelites came out of Egypt, Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. The Canaanite, or we know them as Canaanites, the Canaanite king Arad, who lives in the Negev of Canaan, heard that the Israelites were coming. It goes on and it gives more names. But the point is that just it, it's not super hard. It's intimidating. Um, but when you're reading Old Testament names, just pronounce it slowly. Pronounce the letters. Pronounce all the consonants. Remember those few short rules we showed at the beginning. A, E, and I. Pronounce those as short in English. Uh, o and U almost always pronounce those as long. And you should be good to go. So practice. Read out loud. Um, you know, this will be, if, if, if you're in church, sometimes churches have someone read the passage before the pastor preaches it. It's helpful to read up and, and, and to get these pronunciations fairly accurate. And nobody has to be perfect, but it's helpful. And, and it, and it de-weirds some of this, especially when you start learning what some of these words mean. If you're interested in more about not just how to pronounce these passages, these parts of the Bible, but also how to read, study, and interpret them, uh, check out my DVD course, Bible for the Rest of Us. It's on the website. I'll put a link right here. And it's a three DVD. It's, I think there's like 12, 13 half-hour sessions. So it, it's a, a full course. Uh, it's only 50 bucks. And you download the workbook, and you can print out as many as you want. You can teach a class of 50 people. You can do a small group of two. You can do individual study. But it will help you understand to demystify to take the Bible uh, down from the mountain and give it to God's people, uh, everyone, no matter who they are. The Bible, not just for preachers, not just for scholars, but for the rest of us, normal people. And that's what we want to do here through the ministry of Disciple Dojo. So if you found this video helpful, be sure to subscribe here on my YouTube channel. And uh, I do a weekly Bible study going through the Old Testament. 
and it's every Tuesday. If you're here in Charlotte, come and check it out. But if you aren't here in Charlotte and you want to follow along, it's up on iTunes, SoundCloud, so you can subscribe. It's free, and it's it's a weekly half-hour walk through the books of the Bible. So again, check the link, which we'll put the link right here as well. Um, but anyway, check that out. Thanks for watching, and happy reading.